welcome to Board Game Binge, the place where we bring you bite-sized, bingeable board game content across the industry. I'm your host, James Staley, and in this episode, we're chatting with Richard Gender, content creator and host of the YouTube channel, Genders Gaming. Whether you love board games, card games, miniature games, or wargaming, Gender Gaming has the content for you. Richard, welcome to The Binge. How are you doing, sir? Thank you so much. Thank you so much. I'm doing quite fine, actually. I'm really happy to be a part of this. Oh, it um, is it is super awesome having you on the podcast. I love to just kind of mix it up and get everything from game creators to content creators to artists yeah. and so forth. So you're a content creator, and uh, I've been making my way through the entire list, and uh, you were definitely on the list, my friend, to get on this podcast. So I'm so glad you're able to join us. And maybe you can let the audience know where you're joining us from. I'm joining you from Sweden. I was, I was about to say cold Sweden, but right now it's actually quite hot. <laughs> yeah, Canada's kind of the same. It was, uh, yeah. it was cooking last week, and then on the weekend, uh, like I went and turned my thermostat back to heat. Like it, it's, yeah. You kind of get this time of year, <laughs> yeah. this thing back and forth where you go from freezing yeah. to hot to, to freezing again. So, you know, these northern countries, that's kind of what we deal with, I guess, isn't it? That's what we deal with. We have hats one week and then we have nothing the other week. <laughs> so true. So Richard, uh, for yeah. those who don't know you, maybe you can give us a little bit of a background of, of how maybe you got into gaming in the first place. Like, is this something you've been doing your whole life or when did kind of the passion begin? Uh, the passion actually began down in my teens, but then it was like painting miniatures, playing miniature games. Yeah. Uh, it was not that much board game, actually. It was mostly miniatures. And then I had like a gap for like, 15 years when I did nothing about it. And then I slowly got into it again. And once Gloomhaven launched, I was absolutely soaked into it. Ah, I got you. Yeah. Now, with the miniatures you're doing when you're younger, was it like, it was Warhammer, was it? Is that the yeah. ones you did? Yeah, it was, yeah. Yeah, that was Warhammer. It was a bit of other small stuff as well, but I, I, I don't even remember the name of those. And how big of a... Um... Uh, like diorama did you build did you build like a huge kind of set with all these painted characters or uh, i had a friend whose uh, stepdad was a big fan of this so his whole well apartment actually <laughs> was filled with the stuff yeah it's crazy when i think about like hobbies and things like this uh it reminds me a lot when i was a kid and, and we had like a, a train set right so yeah. my stepfather at the time he painted train sets and we had this huge massive you know train layout in our in our basement and you know, you keep building upon it and it really becomes, I don't want to say an addiction, but it definitely becomes a passion, right? Where you almost yeah. immerse yourself in the world, these little characters, and you, you start to kind of painting personalities and so forth onto yeah. them. And yeah. so is this something that you continue on with your kids? Like, do you, do, do your kids do miniatures with you as well? Or how has that kind of evolved? I try, but uh, they're not that interested right now. I mean, when it comes to like lighter board games, for example, Hamster versus Hippos, for example, then they're yeah. really, really into it. They really like it. But the miniature part, they think it's cool, but they don't have the patience. Not yet. Yeah. yeah. It, it, well, so you mentioned the Hamster versus Hippos. So that's how we first met, actually, yeah. was uh, we had fired off a copy of Hamster versus Hippos as a title that I launched with uh, James Freeman uh, last year. And uh, you were very gracious to do a review and uh, it, I, I loved the video. And I think that's one thing that really got me to follow your channel. And I think why you probably have a lot of your followers is it's not just as simple as, you know, here, here's a game and here's what this game is about, but you, you inject 
a lot of personality into it, whether you're being, oh. you know, dressing up or if you're doing a character, you got a bit of the shut up and sit down uh, vibe in some of your videos where you're down, like at the table level, kind of looking at the camera and so forth. What were some of the influences for you as you started kind of build this, uh, this channel? Out? Well, shut up and sit down was one of them. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm a big fan of those guys. But then it's the thing when I just went down on my knees to have my face on the table next to the game <laughs> was just, I, I felt like the angle was just natural in some kind of way. Yeah. <laughs> I felt like, why, why sit down and just film myself looking at the game? I want to film the game and me looking at the game. So yeah. it just felt the right thing to do. And when did you start? Like, when did this whole content creation start for you? Like, when uh, when did you get into the actual content creation? When did that start? I've been doing, I mean, I've been doing YouTube before, but that was a while ago. Me and a friend had a YouTube channel where we yeah. we interviewed metal bands and things like that. So I've been doing oh, a cool. little bit of, yeah, that was, that was really fun. Uh, so we did that for a while. And then when you get kids, and well, kind of went to, out to nothing in the end. But then I started to get into board game and I, I noticed myself sitting around the table and kind of talking to myself while learning the rules. So I basically just one day picked up the phone camera, put it on the table and spoke to the camera instead. Now, was this for your own or was it kind of to record kind of the rules so you didn't forget? Or is it more like, hey, this is something I can maybe throw onto a channel and see kind of what's out there? From, from the start, I, I mean, I, I think I had an idea of what I wanted to do. But I, I kept it for myself for a long time. And then one day when my wife came home, I was like, hey, I have a YouTube. <laughs> so it, it was just something that I just, I don't know, I just did it. And all of a sudden I just started doing it. But I think I've been longing for it for a long, long time because I love doing content. I love filming. I love editing. So bringing board gaming and content creations together, it just went natural. It just happened. Oh, absolutely. Plan it. And, um, you know, I, I've seen some of your videos you've got. It's not just you. Sometimes there's like friends and so forth you invite. So how have they felt of being part of kind of this process with you? Happy, I hope. <laughs> no, but uh, when it comes to the playthroughs, when I, when I play with my friends, yeah, uh, I have a close friend of mine where that is Emil that has been in the videos, every video, I think. Uh, and he was actually one that initiated this from the start saying that, why don't we do a playthrough? And I was like, I don't know, that's like five, four hours, three hours. But then we just sat down and started doing it. And he just invited people, said, you know what? Come to Gender's house. And now we're just going to do a playthrough. Oh, that's cool. And yeah. then what, um, like, what, like, what's your back, like outside of board gaming? Like, what do you do during the day? Like, yeah, what's your day job? Like, what, what, what's kind of your life like without, uh, without games? I'm a salesperson. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I sell, I sell floors for a living. Now the floors to go onto a floor, or you actually go in to say, "Hey, you can buy this." No, the, the the actual the actual floor you're walking on. So wooden floor, plastic floors, you name it, we have it. Wow! And have you been doing sales for a long time, or like how long is that? Is I think I've been doing sales for twelve years, maybe 10, wow. 12 years. I think something like that. So do you see this as like, like is gaming became like a, an escape for you or, or how, how have you kind of treated? Cause I, I tell you, when I talk to a lot of people on this podcast, you know, a, a lot of people say, you know, I, I've got my, my regular day job. They usually fall in two camps, right? One is I've got my day job and it's either if I'm on a computer all day 
I want to put the computer away and just do something tactile when I get home. Yeah. Uh, in other cases, you talk to people that, that sometimes have things that, that is integrated quite well with uh, their gaming life. So in this case, this is kind of like an escape for you then, is it? Oh, yeah, it's definitely is. I mean, I haven't even mentioned my YouTube at work. So this is really me going into work, into my studio, locking the door, and then I'm just doing my thing. Uh, but this is kind of the same thing when I'm gaming. I, I get into the world, I get into the miniatures or board game or whatever it is, the story. And then I just lose myself in there for a couple of hours. And then I come back to, to this world again. Yeah. How has your gaming evolved over the past uh, several years? Like now, obviously, you're, 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 you've got children and so forth. But, you know, has things shifted over, you know, the past decade or so in, in your approach to games? Or It definitely had. From the start, I was really like, it, it has to be miniatures. And there has to be miniatures mm -hmm. in it. It has to be a campaign and all of that things. But then I slowly slide it over to other games like, well, for example, Wingspan. I played that now for not a few weeks ago, first time, and I absolutely love it. Yeah. So it has absolutely changed. Yeah, I saw on one of your, I think it was, uh, uh, you did a YouTube playthrough uh, on yeah. uh, on Wingspan. Uh, but I thought it was kind of funny. It was on, and I'm showing people your Instagram here too, is even on your Instagram, he had like some pose pictures with the bird and so forth, like, it seemed to have a lot of fun with uh, with your approach on some of these games, eh? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I do. I definitely do. And that's, I mean, I, I don't know what I like the most. If I like making the videos the most or making the pictures the most, <laughs> because I have a lot of fun with those pictures. And that's, a, that's a, another thing when you just, I sit down and then I just disappear in my own little editing world for a few hours. How have you pulled the kids into the gaming world? <sighs> I haven't succeeded that well. <laughs> <laughs> no i haven't i mean i mean my son really loves to play ipads and tv games yeah and my little girl she just doesn't have the patience to sit down there's some games like i said uh hamsters versus hippos but also uh ah mountains out of molehills if you know that okay, one, yeah, I've heard that one too, yeah 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 they really like that one so there's some games they like but they can't take too long they can't be too uh what is it called too hard because otherwise they just they just walk away simply. It's a tough generation. Uh, yeah, like I, I know with my kids, it is a uh, it, it's like they're doing me a favor. <laughs> they're sitting down playing a game with me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know I mean, was, like, and they feel think, sorry for you. <laughs> yeah, and I yeah, think back, yeah. like sometimes a guy kind of use a guilt trip to, to be honest, right? Say, oh, you know, I really miss spending some time with you. Just can you sit down and play? You know, I, I'm just pulling everything I can to, to try to get here them by to, myself again. Exactly, try to get them to play a game with me, but. Yeah. I don't know if it's just we're seeing things going in cycles. Like if you look back to, you know, when we were kids, uh, board gaming was an integral part of your life because we didn't necessarily have all the gadgets and so oh, forth that you could no. hop on for, no. for quick entertainment, right? No. And then I think now a lot of it's almost coming back where you have the nostalgia coming back, right? Now this indie uh, industry has really exploded. And then I think that's kind of then evolved into people really just kind of opening their 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 minds and eyes to the different mechanics and, and different styles of games that are here now versus what was in existence 20, 30 years ago. And I think that kind of fuels a little bit of the addiction as well, where you just want to play more games and and, and learn about the, these different combinations and permutations of different mechanics and themes and so forth. Um, but I don't know what the answer is. Like how do we get how do we get that next generation to get to get involved? It's, it's tough because today they're so used to new things happening all the time. I mean, I see my son when he plays on, on the iPad, for example, if he gets bored of the game, he just shifts the game. 
There's a yeah. new game that's like millions of games. It can just shift, shift. And you can't do that with a board game. It's impossible. You have to set it up. Once it's up, you have to play it through and then you pick it down. So I, I think that, I don't know, it's a hard one. It is. I actually had the integration here between like the technology and the, the boards themselves. That might be a way, but I don't know. It's a different approach for sure. Uh, like I think, like I'm part of a, a local meetup here in Canada and uh, we, we play at least once a week, you know, once and we shift different days, but usually once a week we're playing somewhere. And it was a few weeks back, I was, we were playing a game and the game was going a little bit longer because we had one of our players that was one of those ones that just have to think about every single thing. And uh, it, it was drag, the game was dragging out, right? It, it probably went three times as long as it should have. But I was surprised that someone actually said, uh, yeah, I'm going to get going. I'm going to leave. Oh. And we're like, but the, the game's not <laughs> done yet. And they're like, yeah, I'm going to go. And he's got up and left. <laughs> and we're like, oh, really? what the heck, okay. man? What's going on here? So what? And I think that that's probably maybe the electronics and you know this uh, you know consumption of information being in little yeah. tiny bite-sized chunks. Yeah. I really think it's tougher for people to hold their attention now. No, yeah, um, no, but it is. The you know, attention span is like it's thirty seconds. I mean, doing the content creations, I have read a lot about this. How do you catch people's eyes? How do you get them to stay? Yeah. And I think there was some kind of saying that if you don't catch them within the first two seconds, they're gone. Yeah. And it's, it's that short. You really have to grab it right away. And if the yeah. radio is longer than a certain amount, they just won't watch it. So I find that even going to like a movie theater now, uh, it, it, it blows me away that people cannot get through an hour and a half movie without <laughs> checking their iPhone every five no. minutes. No. Like it, it's, it's shocking. Like yeah. it's like, the thing is right in front of you to watch. Why are you looking down at your device? Like you, you paid to be here. Yeah. What right? are you doing here? You paid money to actually come in and watch this movie. And now you're looking at your phone and so watch the movie. It, it, it blows me away. So, so you're in Sweden. What is the gaming uh, community like there? Um, like, is there meetups and things like that? Or how, how does, how do people in general play? We, I mean, when I got into this now, like serious with a lot of board gaming, I thought that I was kind of alone because we don't talk about it in Sweden. Nobody mentions it. And it's a little bit of embarrassing if you say to anybody that, hey, you know what? I, I sit down and I play board games and sometimes yeah. I play them by myself. <laughs> they get they think that there's something wrong with you because yeah. board games in Sweden is like monopoly. That's mm. board games. So they don't know, they don't have any, any other reference than that. So when you say you play board games by yourself, sometimes solo, or you sit down and you video film it, they, they think that you're crazy. But when I start to talk about it, I actually noticed that there are quite a few people, even around me in my neighborhood, doing board games, doing miniatures, but they don't say it out loud. So that's, that's kind of how it is here. It's, I think that more people does it that they want to admit. Is the, the gaming, is there large gaming sections in, in like the retail stores and things like that? Like, or is there like board game cafes or anything like that? Oh, we have a, we have some board game cafes, uh, but that's like the bigger cities, like the capital. And we have Malmo. That's the kind of a big city they have it as well, but we don't have that many. I think in all of Malmo, that's a quite a big town. We have like one board game store and it's not that big. It's like my living room. So are you relegated to then Amazon and like Kickstarter crowdfunding campaigns and things like that? Or we actually have one huge store up in the capital. So, and they have basically everything you need, but if they don't okay. have it, then it should be like, yeah, Kickstarter or GameFound or Amazon or whatever you can find. Wow. Or Facebook. We also have like a lot of board gaming groups 
where we sell board games on Facebook used, of course. So it's almost like an emerging kind of community still kind of blossoming, I guess, eh? It's still, I wouldn't say new, but it's a growing community here. Yeah. yeah. Especially now since the pandemic, then I think a lot of things happened. People were playing a lot of more board games. Is there meetups or anything like that? Do you guys do uh, local meetups to, where strangers we, can come and learn to play games and things like this? Or there, there might be, but I haven't. I mean, if there's a board game cafe, I mean, I guess they have meetings, but not random meetings. No, not events or anything like that. Sounds like something that genders gaming should start. Yeah, yeah, definitely should start uh, doing something about this. <laughs> so, with your channels, how have you like? I know YouTube, obviously. Uh, you've got now TikTok, and I follow you on TikTok yeah. and uh, and Instagram. How have you tried to promote or grow those channels? What's been your approach? It, it all started with YouTube. Uh, and then I thought, you know what, I'm going to get an Instagram because on Instagram, you reach more people. It's easier for you to reach out. Yeah. So for a long time, Instagram were like my platform to tell people about YouTube. Uh, and I use a lot of communities on Facebook, uh, try to be involved and try to speak. And then every now and then I do some shameless self-promotion. <laughs> <laughs> but also TikTok is, I was against TikTok for quite a long time, actually. But TikTok is a great way to reach a lot of people in short amount of time. Oh yeah. So TikTok have probably helped me a lot to get my YouTube channel out. I have like YouTube is my base and then the others are around the YouTube channel. So basically if you do not like YouTube, you're probably not going to like my Instagram either. <laughs> well, it's it's long format versus short format, right? And when you know, I've talked to a lot of people and uh, on the podcast and even after the podcast where I'll talk to, you know, a guest and say, you know, how's it, you know, are you working on TikTok yet? And there's almost this resistance. And I, there, I think there's still this false belief out there yeah. that TikTok is for, is just dancing vids for little, for, for young kids. Yeah. And what they don't realize is as a platform, it is aged up probably the most rapid I've seen of any platform. Right. Yeah. So this isn't like Snapchat. Like this is a platform where, you know, people in their 30s, 40s, and 50s are actively on there spending hours mm. watching clips that are, you know, 15 seconds to a minute long each. Yeah. And and there's everything from instructional videos to educational things, motivational. Like there's a ton of content on there that has nothing to do with kids dancing. Right. Oh, and no, no. when people realize that and open their minds to actually go on the platform. I think what they are initially shocked to is what you're saying is that you can reach a large number of people organically, yeah. Okay, yeah. not paid, but organically oh, oh, yeah. very, very quickly. Yeah. And, um, and, and it, it's almost a need to have, like, I, I don't, if there's any game company out there that's not on TikTok, they need to get on TikTok. Yeah. Like yeah, but yesterday. I, right. I, I would say creators as well. If there's creators out there that have, that have this feeling like I had, just like you said, because I was one of them that felt like, well, but TikTok, I, I, it's not for me. I'm bald and I'm a man. I, I don't fit in there. <laughs> but then I gave it a shot. It was actually, you know, the card game Viking Raiders. Yeah. 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 It was actually the creator of Viking Raiders. I said, you know what? Just do it. Just go in there and have a look. I went in there and I said, I don't know. But then when I saw it, I was like, okay, I'm, I'm going to give it a try. And it's, it's been good. Yeah. You, I'll give you another stat. So board game TikTok is a, um, a TikTok uh, channel. 
they have 750,000 followers. All right, wow. 750,000 followers. That's... There are a lot of people consuming board game content on TikTok. His TikToks are yeah. or, or TikToks are only about games. So he'll do a quick you know, 45, 60 second overview of what a game is about and the essence of how to play the game. It, it was mm-hmm. a very uh, formulaic approach he has on each one of his videos, but it, he has an incredible following, right? And each of his videos are in the tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of views. Wow. So if that's not a stat to get people to pay attention in the board game industry, I don't know what is. No, no, but that is, I mean, he would reach a huge amounts of people with the games. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Now, does that convert into crowdfunding? I that I don't know yet, right? No. So, you know, you see a lot of people interacting. The challenge when you have, I think, short format uh content is people are quickly moving on to the next thing. So yeah. to get them to actually engage or or you know perform an action on something you're trying to communicate in that 15 to 30 seconds you're probably not going to have the same conversion that you have say on no, YouTube no. where you can explain things longer and so forth, or no, even no. Instagram in this case, but it is the platform to be on. So uh, I'm not going to stay on a big TikTok soapbox, but <laughs> gosh, guys yeah, get on yeah. TikTok, Right. So, yeah, definitely. so where, how, how do you plan to grow your channel from here? Like what, what where do you see this kind of over the next uh, year or so? Well, my first goal was to reach a thousand subscribers on YouTube and I have just, surpassed that last month well congratulations yeah thank you so much so i guess my next goal is like five thousand, but i don't know how fast and uh i mean right now i'm just having fun with it but of course i would like to grow and of course i would like to have a lot of subscribers but my my goal is to have five thousand subscribers in two years maybe i don't think that's impossible yeah it's a high number it is but i think it's possible from other content creators i've talked to um the first thousand is the most difficult Right. Definitely. And then as soon as you get to the first thousand, it's, I don't know if it's the algorithms kicking in or what, but usually they, they accelerate the growth from there. Right. So has there been anything you've learned? Like, is there any tips or tricks you would kind of offer up to other people uh, who are content creators, things that you've kind of figured out along the way that you kind of had to just learn yourself or. Well, I, I would say, I mean, I've, I know this is like everybody says it, but I would say do not watch too much of what everybody else is doing. Yeah. You should just do your thing and then watch your own videos, everyone and all, and see, you know what? I didn't like that part about myself. Maybe I should change this. Maybe I should do that. And that was that's kind of what I'm doing. And I'm still doing that, trying to watch my own videos and seeing that, okay, you know what? Maybe I shouldn't do this intro. Maybe I should change that part. Uh, but also, like we talked before, before with the TikTok, try to do, I mean, if you're into YouTube, you should do the YouTube video, but try to do shorter promotional clips about mm. your YouTube clips to Instagram or TikTok or Facebook or whatever your flavor is. Because those videos actually pulls in a lot of traffic to the video once it's released. That's interesting. So then do you link... Because I know Instagram, for instance, uh, you can't drop a link. I don't think. I think they're going to do something, some change on that with in terms of overlays. But you no. can't link straight to another thing uh, in your no. post. But you can put a link in your bio or you yeah. can create a link tree and so forth. So is that what you do? Do you say, hey, link in bio? or? Yeah, yeah. I use the, the link tree, it's called. You have yep. a, it's, it's like a website that can re- create different kind of links for you. 
And that's a brilliant tool uh, because in there you can link to TikTok and Facebook and YouTube and whatever on one page. So in every post I do on, for example, Instagram, I post link to channel in bio. So a little short description about the game, a picture, a video, and then linking bio. Would you say that your audiences are unique on each of the platforms? Or are you seeing overlap or do you have any insight there at all? There's, there's a few overlaps, I would say. I, I see some of them coming over. But what I have noticed is that there seems to be people are stuck in their platform. If yeah. you have someone that's on Instagram, they're on Instagram. And they are quite hard to get the people over to YouTube. It's like they're stuck in their, I don't know, they have one app and then they just use that app. Yeah. Did you have to gear up when you uh, started doing this or did you have like, like what was the starting gear? Just the iPhone, I guess, eh? Yeah, my starting gear was basically, I took a, a lamp from the kitchen and my iPhone and I just started shooting in the garage. Yeah. Uh, but from there, I had slowly built up what is now a studio today. Because I didn't, you know, when you started to do it, you don't know, will I, will I really get into this enough yeah. buying cameras and everything? And then I do it for a week and then it's over. Uh, so I wanted to really test it out before I went and just did the whole thing. I don't know who was I was talking to. I don't know if it was Arwen maybe or someone. It was another content creator that was saying like, you know, people can go crazy with equipment before they even realize if this is even what they want to do. Yeah. Right. And so, you know, start off with, you know, the, the, the quick, and I, don't get me wrong. I mean, you can get some great quality even off like a smartphone, yeah. right? Like, yeah, absolutely. And absolutely. even, I think sometimes two people are attracted to content that seems more raw and seems more kind of on the go on the fly, more real, so to speak. Yeah. Right. So yeah. not as, not as polished. And I, I think that's probably a, a good piece of advice to, you know, before you go and spend a bunch of money, why don't you figure yeah. out, you know, what you can do with what you got. Um, there's tons of videos even on YouTube and on Instagram and on uh, even on TikTok of people giving you advice on how to light a, yeah. uh, a video properly, right? Yeah, Using yeah, just sure. what you have in your house. So yeah. you don't have to go crazy. No, you um, don't have to. And, and you should, I think you should find like a concept before you start finding cameras. Yeah. Find out what, what, what do I want to do? I want to do a how to play video or do I just want to do TikTok? So what do I want to do before you buy a, a expensive equipment and then you figure out that you don't want to do it at all? Yeah. It's starting the wrong way. And when did you start getting into like reviews and things? I mean, you reviewed Hamster vs. Hippos again, which was how we met. And I think you did a great job. But what got you doing the reviews themselves? Like when did you kind of think, yeah, I'm going to do more than just playthroughs now. I want to actually start reviewing new games that are coming out and things like that. It's, I don't know when I, I don't even think that was a, I, I wanted to show how the game works. That was my thing. I wanted to show like, I don't, didn't just want to talk about the game and give you my opinion. I also want to show you how does the game actually work? How does yeah. it play out? And from there on, I started to talk about, well, what do I feel about the game as well? So in my videos are kind of like a mixed. It's a, it's a mix of me showing you what the game is about and me telling you a little bit of what I think about it. My favorite thing about reviewers and, and previewers and content creators, quite frankly, is their ability to explain my game better than I can. <laughs> Right. Like, I'm serious. Like if I create a video on how to play uh, a game I've created, it's okay. But man, it's going to look way better if someone else does it coming in from the third. <laughs> and I'm not sure if it's just, I'm too close to it and it's having someone like else it. that can kind of distill it down to the essence, but uh, there's definitely a, a role, right. For, uh, for these content creators and really helping 
make games more accessible to people. Yeah. And I think that's what this is really all about, isn't yeah, it? Yeah. Is making yeah, games yeah. more accessible to the general uh, audience members, right? Oh, yeah, definitely. But that's one of the things that I actually have in the back of my mind. I, I don't want to make it too complicated. I yeah. mean, you can spend all the time in the world talking about mechanics and different movements and everything. But what it really is, is you moving one piece to another place. So we don't have to make it too hard. And I want to, like, just like you said, make it more accessible. Make everyday gamers go in on YouTube and see how they can play your game. Yeah. Any aspirations to create a game of your own? Or have you got anything on the works in the background? Uh, any Anything that uh, you can talk about? <laughs> no. No, I haven't. You know, you always have, like, dreams. Yeah. One day of making a big dungeon crawler or something, a thick uh, story. But that takes a lot of time. And that's time that I just don't have today. But yeah. maybe when the kids are older. Yeah, absolutely. It's interesting. If you look at like Chorus Quest, right? That was a game that yeah. um, done with, uh, I think, Dan Hughes, was it? In, uh, in the UK. And he took his love of games and said, you know, I want to create a game. But again, finding time is tough. But I'm going to use this as a way to actually do something with my kid. Right? Oh, yeah. And uh, and they, they, they created a game, right? And so I think it's... Um, it's interesting when you are uh, in this industry that there's ways that you can work your passion into your, your tight schedule. Right. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, and if, if it's, you know, I got this much time that I'm going to be spending with the, the kids this evening when I get home from work, well, maybe a portion of that could be trying to create something together. It doesn't have to be fantastic, but it's more <laughs> the, the process and the exercise of going in the, and going through those motions, I think is where the, the gold is right. More than anything. Ah, oh, that would be really cool. I mean, that would be a dream, of course. Yeah. Absolutely. But in a few years, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> well, Richard, in a few years, when you have that yeah. game ready, we'll get you back on the podcast to talk yeah. about it. <laughs> I love it. Love it. I'll be so there. <laughs> if people want to follow you, I've got uh, your social channels uh, linked in the show notes, but maybe you can just kind of read them off really quick if you don't mind for people that are listening. What are, how can people find you on your social channels? Basically, if they search for genders gaming, they can find me on Instagram, on YouTube, and on TikTok. I'm on Twitter as well, but I'm not that active there. So YouTube is the main channel. Nice. Genders gaming, gender with a J. And uh, again, if people want to check it out in the show notes, I encourage you to check it out. Richard, it was great getting to chat with you and get to know you a little bit better. I, uh, I, I'm sure we're going to stay in contact in the, in the coming years, and I hope to maybe see you at one of these game shows uh, oh, or game conferences amazing. in the coming years. That would be amazing. It has been such a joy to be here. Thank you for having me. No worries. You take care. Cheers. You too, mate. Peace. This has been an episode of the Board Game Binge Podcast, hosted by James Staley, produced by James Staley and Mike Bruner, with original music by Nick Smith. If you would like to watch these interviews live, simply subscribe to our YouTube channel, Board Game Binge, and you'll get access to live interviews, giveaways, and interesting board game content from across the industry. I can't wait for you to join us. See you next time.